Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Trust in my stupid silly heart Buscando algo que no estás Un amor que simplemente no me da Awake all night and sleep all day Heavy are the words you couldn't say No estoy feliz, pero I'll be okay No estoy feliz, pero I'll be okay Oh my God, your love with someone else I'll be alright all by myself I'll be alright, gotta get through the night I'll be alright, gotta get through the night Oh my God, you love with someone else I'll be alright all by myself I'll be alright, gotta get through the night I'll be alright, gotta get through the night Welcome to the Solomon Ray Podcast Give me dick or give me dad I'm your host, Solomon Ray Um, That was, a, honestly, honestly, can we just be honest? That was a really beautiful rendition of my new song that comes out tomorrow called Someone Else, written by yours truly. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about more of that song later, you know, giving very much behind the music tease. Um, But welcome to the show. How do I give? There are no reviews. So, again, I'm not trying to pressure you guys to do the reviews. You know, it's but I understand some weeks there are none. So this is just one of those weeks where there are no reviews. Um, Sometimes it's nice to have them. So I guess I'll just wait another seven days to see if someone's kind enough to um, write a review on Apple Podcasts. But needless to say, I do want to say thank you to everybody who has written a review and rated the podcast on Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify. Now you can rate it on Spotify. You can't leave a review on Spotify, but you can definitely rate it. So it's really nice that um, you guys have done that. And so, yeah, thank you so much. Um, What is going on this week, girl? What did I, what is today? Bitch, honestly, I really thought today was Friday. I was I woke up I was like oh it's the end of the week bitch it's Wednesday well I rec- like y'all know I record the podcast on Wednesdays so ugh, I just feel like it's like this is the longest week of my life last week was pretty long too I watched Hocus Pocus two it was a cute little thing it was cute I enjoyed it I know some people didn't I did bitch 
But also, I didn't go in it with, like, major expectations. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> it's a sequel damn near 30 years later. And I'm just happy to see the same cast back in it. So, I enjoyed it. It was cute. Um, what else did I do this weekend? Literally... I know this is really boring, but all I did was work. That's really about it. I just worked, and oh, my God. And I did some other shit I had no business doing. Bitch. I ended up playing. I was like, you know what? I miss playing Nintendo Switch on my little Nintendo Switch. So I was like, let me just, you know, see what my crops are doing. And my neighbors are doing an Animal Crossing and check up on them. You know, check on my little island. I played a little bit of Pokemon. And then I downloaded the new Sonic the Hedgehog game. And then I downloaded the new season of um, Life is Strange, which is really good. If you guys know, like, that's probably a really good video game. I just don't play it enough. But every time I play, what I think it's called Life is Strange. Bitch, hold on. Let me just figure this out. Life is Strange? Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, bitch. It's called Life is Strange. <clears throat> and it's it's like each each... Each video, like, each series is, excuse me, is like a season, like a television, like an episodic video game. So you start this thing, and it has, like, a storyline, and you don't know, like, the mystery or, like, everything kind of unravels the more you play it, but you can make your own decisions. So you could be, like, you know, like, those books back in the day we used to read? And so this is kind of like that. So you basically play the game, and... Like, you'll, like, talk to this one bitch in the marketplace, and she'll be like, oh, like, how do you want to respond? And you have, like, three choices. And then sometimes how you respond will change the trajectory of the episode or, like, the the game. And it will be like, oh, this is going to have consequences later on in the game. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's cute. Um, So every time, I, <clears throat> every time I play Life is Strange, I'm always reminded, like, this is actually a really good game. I should be playing it more. But needless to say, I downloaded um, Disney Dream, bitch, I can never remember these damn names. What is it called? Disney Dream Light? Dream Light Valley. And I was like, bitch, this is going to be late. It just, I just thought it was going to be late, boots. Bitch, I played it for seven hours straight the first night. And then the next night, I was up to like 6.30 in the morning playing. And like, I've been up like at least four to five hours at night playing this. I was up till 5 a.m. yesterday playing it, bitch. So, <clears throat> but it's cute. It's like a little cute little getaway. I love, um, I'm not a huge fan of video games, but I love like simulated video games, like where you can make your own shit, do your own shit, you know. But this is a cute little game. You just kind of, it's like a sim. It's like, like The Sims, but it's not, if that makes sense. But um, and plus they have like little cute little Disney characters in there. They don't got the the Disney characters I need though, bitch. Like, let me show you the so the Disney characters they got is, um, Beauty and the Beast. So they got Beast and Belle. You know, take it or leave it. They got Cinderella. Take it or leave it. Frozen with Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, and Olaf, which is a leave it for me because I don't really care about them bitches. Lilo and Stitch, they got Stitch, that's a leave it. The Mickey Mouse and Friends, Donald Duck, Goofy, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Scrooge McDuck, that's a leave it for me. They got Moana, which they got Maui and Moana, which is a take it or leave it, but I'll take it. They got Sully from Monsters, Inc., which is a take it or leave it, which is a leave it. They got Remy from Ratatouille, which is a take it for me. But if I have to leave it, I don't mind leaving it. 
Then they also got Mother Gothel from Tangled, which is a take it for me. But if I have to leave it, I don't mind leaving it, you know? Then they got all the Lion King characters, which are all t- leaves it, leave it for me. I was never a Lion King fan. Yeah, it just didn't really have the same impact on me as it did the rest of the girls. Um, the Little Mermaid, they have Ariel, Eric, and Ursula. I'll say I'll take that. I like it. They have Merlin from Sword of the Stone, which is a leave it for me. All the Toy Story characters, which is a leave it for me. Wreck-It Ralph and Wally, all leave it for me. So the characters are not bad. I mean, it's a nice little range of characters. They just need to bring the characters that I need. Like, I need Pocahontas. That's my, like... I need Pocahontas. I need Mulan. I need Tiana. I need Miko from po- Pocahontas. Where? What? Who? What else do I live for? Um, I like that bitch. Oh, all the Aladdin characters. All the Aladdin. Just bring all the all of them in. Even fucking Iago. Bring all. Even Raja, bitch. Bring all the fucking Aladdin characters. What else? What else? What else? I wouldn't mind a, a Hunchback of Notre Dame character. I could use a little um, Esmeralda. You know they're making a, a, a live-action Hunchback of Notre Dame, Dame, whatever it's called. Bitch, I'm gagged. It's crazy how, like, some of my favorite Disney movies really flopped. Not flopped, but they don't have, like, the fanfare as, like, something as, like, Frozen. Girl, I, I, you know, and I'm not trying to, like, hate on Frozen or nothing like that. It just didn't, it was really a take it or leave it for me. And I could have left it. And, like, it wouldn't be, like, that big of a deal had it not blown up. If it, The fact that it was so huge and still is so huge, I in that I have such a strong disconnect with that movie is really strange, you know? So my favorite um, Disney movies of all time, like, animated Disney movies of all time, is definitely Aladdin. Then after Aladdin... I'm gonna say Pocahontas. And then after Pocahontas, I'm gonna say Princess and the Frog. And then after that, it's gonna be Mulan. And then after that, Hunchback. So basically, I like a lot of the post, semi post Renaissance um, Disney films, I guess you could say. Which is not really... It's part of the Renaissance, but it's towards the end of the Renaissance. But anyways, girl, boo. Um, Yeah, I just wish they had, like, some of those characters. Because those are my favorites. Yeah, and they don't really get much love in the whole Disney world. It's always them white bitches. Like, Anna and Elsa. Fuck them bitches. I really fucking can't stand them. And I get it. It's, like, finally a movie where these bitches ain't, you know, thirsty after no damn dick. And, you know, girl power and sisterly love and all that shit. And it's like, there's no main hero in the... I get it, I get it, I get it. But I just still don't really fucking care. You know? Like, if anything, give Moana her flowers. Honestly, if anything, give Moana her motherfucking flowers. Because Moana was like, bitch, I don't need none of y'all niggas. I'm gonna do my shit by my goddamn self. And I'm not gonna do it just for, like, my own needs or, like my sister's needs. I'm doing it for my whole village, bitch. So she was like, bitch, I'm a badass bitch. I'm gonna do my own shit. You know? So, honestly, shout out to Moana. Shout out to that that big leg bitch 
You know, she got some big old legs, bitch. I'm like, damn, she got lymphedema, bitch. She got the shit that Wendy Williams got because I'm like, why are Moana's legs so damn big? Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I know why, but it's like, damn, like the way they animated her, I'm like, damn, this bitch, it's like, damn, I know her knees hurt. I know her ankles hurt because lifting them big ass legs every day. Oh, damn. And the way she be running through the motherfucking sand. Listen. <clears throat> You know, when you're running through sand, it's already hard and you have to have good legs and like good mobility and balance to run through sand because it's so um, unpredictable. So to have that on top of these big ass legs, bitch, honestly, shout out to Moana because she's really fucking doing it. They need a fucking Moana Bitch, you know what they need a fucking sequel for? And I'm really annoyed that they haven't done this. They need a sequel for Princess and the Frog. And I would love it for her not to be a frog for the duration, for the majority of the goddamn film. Like, give Tiana and Light Skin Naveen their own fucking, like, not spinoff. But honestly, wait, bitch, hold on. I think they are doing like a, a television spinoff. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Bitch, hold on. I, I think maybe I'm I'm making that up. Um, bitch, gagorific. It, oh, I'm gonna like scream. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna start crying. They are, I knew I, I, I didn't make this up for no, okay. The Princess of the Frog is getting a TV spinoff called Tiana coming to Disney Plus in 2023. Bitch, work. I might actually, and stars Anika Noni Rose. Okay, this is really exciting. I'm really excited about this. Um, a new long-form musical series. Yes! And it's a musical series! I'm glad when they add the music to the shits. The series follows newly crowned Princess of Maldonia on a new adventure, but her new Orleans past isn't far behind her. Oh my god, I'm so excited! Uh, okay. Wow, that's really exciting. Um, wow, I'm, like, really excited about that. Sorry, just give me a moment to kind of process this. Wow, I, I knew I knew I read this somewhere, but I'm glad that it's official from Disney+. Plus. Work, 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 work. Okay, so I'd rather have a series than a movie. And you know what's crazy? I feel like the girls aren't going to the movie theaters no more. So one of the directors, writers, producers, one of the guys behind this movie called Bros., Billy, Billy Eichner? I think his name is Billy Eichner. Girl, let me... Okay, so enough um, notifications. Bros movie Billy. Billy Eichner. Okay. And I think he's a gay, too. He is a gay. Yes, so he went on Twitter and was basically... In a roundabout way, just to paraphrase it, he was basically like, girl, ain't nobody came to watch my movie. It's tanking at the box office because people are homophobic. They don't want to see gay people in a rom-com. And basically, he was kind of like toting it as like, this is like the first gay rom-com, which is wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's really... Let's pull back on that a little bit. Um... It's just wild, like, when white people just be like, this is the first so-and-so, so-and-so, and it's like, uh. So, we're just going to just erase all the previous contributions made of by black and brown people. That's fine, but I really don't even care. I don't expect much from um, <clears throat> him. But 
anyways, that's not the point. The thing is, he was like, ain't nobody coming here to see the, the movie. Homophobia, 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 homophobia. You know, God hates facts. So I was like, you know, honestly, same. But I looked at the trailer and the trailer didn't seem that bad. You know what I'm saying? It's still like a a gay themed movie, but it's, 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 I mean, I would watch it. I mean, but see, I would watch it in streaming. You know, I would watch it when it come on Peacock or one of them. Bitch, I got all the damn things now. Bitch, I even got the YouTube subscription. I got it all, bitch. I just said, you know what? Just hit play on everything. Hit subscribe on everything. I don't got time to be looking for shit. When I want to watch something, I want to watch it. So I will. I would. I would probably. Honestly, I take that back. No. What? Am, who am I lying to? I actually wouldn't watch that movie because if I'm actually home. And there's a plethora of options to watch, i.e. The Crown, i.e. House of the Dragon, bitch. I'm not watching something like that because it doesn't speak to me. But I'm not trying to trash it. What I wanted to say was the trailer looked good. The premise of the movie looked good. It's something I think people would find entertainment with, you know? Excuse me, find entertainment from. But... I just think people are not going to the movie theaters anymore like they used to. It's not an event anymore. Like, it's not a thing. Like, unless it's, like, a blockbuster film, like, unless it's, like, a moment in time, bitch, it's... I'm not going to the movie theaters. No shade. The only movie I'm think I'm going to go, eventually go see, is Black Panther, which, bitch... Hold on. I'm doing, like, five million topics all at once. Let me finish the Billy Eichner, and then I'm gonna go into Black Panther. Um... So, yeah, I just don't feel like people are going to the movie theaters like that. So I don't think it really... I mean, it's definitely... Everything... Homophobia leaks into a lot of things. I just don't think that it's um, a movie that really speaks to a lot of people. And for it not to even speak to the homosexuals, (laughs) i.e. me, especially the gays of color, like, that's not... I don't really care. You know, like, it's really no shade... I love my white gays, you know, but, like, I just don't really care about white gay storylines, you know? Great for them. I'm not knocking them. I'm not, nothing wrong with that. But it's just, that's not a storyline that I relate to and I care enough about to watch. Does that make sense? Um, So, yeah. But back to Black Panther, bitch. So... Remember, bitch, remember a few weeks ago when I was saying how, bitch, I don't want to watch no more slavery movies, bitch. I don't want to watch none of that shit where motherfuckers is, you know, segregated. I don't want to watch no apartheid, bitch. I don't want to watch none of that shit no more. So clearly I'm, duh, excited for Black Panther. Um, But girl, like the little kid in me, like almost like got emotional seen some of the clips so long story short there is a character in um what's his what's the movie black panther bitch and his name is namor hold on let me see black panther a bitch i really spelled it black panther with a nah namor bitch that's his name so there is this who is a um i think he's a he's like, the dweller of, like, Atlantis. Bitch, I don't know. I had to talk to one of my little geek friends who does all the Marvel stuff. Because, girl, you know, I don't really be paying attention to all that geek shit. I'm not a big Marvel fan. I'm not. I like DC. I like Bat... Listen, I don't even like DC, bitch. I just like Batman shit. That's it. 
But all that, like, like Wonder Woman, you know, what's the, the Flash and Green Lantern shit? I don't, I really don't care about those things. I don't. It's not for me. But needless to say, he, so I had to ask my friend, I said, who the fuck is Namor, bitch? What's going on? So basically what he said, and I don't know if this to be 100% true, but I take his word for it. It's basically this motherfucker who be living in fucking Atlantis or like underwater or some shit. So boo in the comics. So, um, <clears throat> the so in Black Panther, they brought this character on, but they didn't. They made it Atlantis into this like Mesoamerican like setting, and basically it's like a Mayan Aztec underwater like Atlantis, bitch. I was already excited to watch Black Panther because I just want to see black superheroes. But to see this Mexican, in, well, not Mexican, but, you know, Mesoamerican, but girl Mexican. I'm just going to say Mexican, child. I could be wrong and politically incorrect, but bitch, I just simplified it. Well, I really didn't simplify it. <laughs> Let me not be disrespectful. This Mesoamerican, that's the term, bitch, we got to use. Inspired by Aztecs and Mayans. So this character inspired by Aztecs and Mayans is going to be in that. So the, the like, little black boy and black Mexican in me is really excited for this. Like, I don't even know how to, like, explain this and really give it off. But, like... The little black and Mexican boy inside of me is just so excited for this film because both of my cultures are being represented and we're going to be superheroes and like badass and gorgeous and these like lit ass costumes and scenery that pays like is a nod to our culture and our ancestors. Like, bitch, I'm excited, bitch. So I'm going to be up in that motherfucking theater, bitch. Now, now listen. I ain't about to be in the theaters up in the New York City area. Because y'all motherfuckers don't know how to act in the theaters. Y'all be talking too goddamn much. And now I love my people, but y'all, black folks, y'all got to shut the fuck up sometimes in movies. For real. Like, I really don't like it. Y'all got to really shut the fuck up. I don't need your commentary. I don't need... I just don't need the commentary. If you want to do your commentary, do, make a YouTube video and do a live reaction. Something like that. But in the theater, like, this is not... Like, I don't mind, like, clearly, like, laughable moments, ha, ha, ha. Like, certain moments where there is a reaction, great. But dialogue, we don't need your dialogue. They have writers for these movies for a reason. Because the, the dialogue that needs to be in the movie, is it's already there. They didn't invite you, baby, to write for the movie. They didn't invite you in the writer's room to add your dialogue. They didn't. So don't have, we don't need your dialogue in the movie theaters, okay? I really hate that about us. I really do. I really, really, really fucking do. Like, there are certain, like, and I get it. There are certain, it's part of, like, there is a cultural aspect of, like, the way we watch television and film. And it is, like, a communal moment sometimes to where we, there are, like, there are, like, certain movies, I feel, where it's it's okay. I mean, I don't like it. I don't like it not one bit. But there are moments where I'm like, you know what? 
all right, bitch. We both gonna we on we both talking to the bitch on the screen talking about why you walking down that hall knowing the, the killer down there. You know, like so there are certain things about watching films as a community where like, okay, girl, but I don't I don't partake and I don't like that. <clears throat> um so I won't be watching Black Panther in the in the city, bitch. I will be taking my ass to good old white ass areas of fucking um, New Jersey and sitting my ass there where the white people is quiet as fuck. Mm-hmm. Listen. There are just certain, like, there is there is a time and place for certain people. And honestly, the movie theaters is where I really, like, I want to do that with white people. Because they just know how to act. They don't, they don't be, they are so quiet. They are, a, bitch, they be afraid to make any sort of, they don't even want to open up their candy sometimes. They are so, like, meek and quiet. I love it. I love it. I really fucking love it. And honestly, the older I get, <clears throat> I really like peace and quiet. Contrary to my loud-ass mouth and the way I'm super loud on this mic, 99% of the time, oh my god, the other day, oh my god, I'm, I shouldn't even tell this story because it's actually, I got instant embarrassment after I did this. I was at the gym. Long story short, I was like, you guys need to be quiet. <laughs> I was like, are you guys going to stay quiet? <laughs> and those three, those three like young men were like, okay, we won't. I was like, please, because you guys are being very disruptive. I and instantly I felt like an old head, like I felt like an old ass bitch, you know. Like I was like, I cannot believe I just did that to these boys. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, like I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like three hundred dollars a month. I'm sure, like they're probably like, girl, I could do whatever the fuck I want. But like, please, just this is not the place for this loud, rambunctious activity. Just please keep it down. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm being like, what is the word? Xenophobic, I'm sure. But like they were speaking French, and I don't understand much of French, but like it's just I don't know. This is so problematic that I'm saying this. But you know when you don't understand a language and it's la- they're already being loud and you don't understand the the language fully, it just irritates you a little bit more. Is that just me because I'm trash? It's probably just me, right? So I was like, oh, I just hate this friend. Like, all you hear is, like, cl- like cl- hogging up spit and stuff. I'm like, oh, please, make it stop. <laughs> and I could see other people around me were getting really annoyed. But ain't nobody going to say nothing. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, y'all got to please just simmer down now. You know? Simmer down now. Um, but yeah, it instantly, I felt aged and I was like, damn, I really am the bitch, the old bitch who's like, I want some peace and quiet. But there used to be a gym on 14th street. I think it was called clay or some shit like that, where John legend used to go. And, um, I went and the first thing they said was, you are not allowed to be on your phone. You're not allowed to make noise. You're not allowed to do shit in this gym. Like, but I think it was like a really expensive gym. Which I don't even know if it's still in business anymore. I have no idea. But they were they had a, a room to where if you wanted to use your phone, you had to walk into the room and use your phone there. But like on the floor, you were not allowed to like be chopping it up or doing nothing like that. Anyways, um I'm really excited for Black Panther. Um and 
Um, I love the fact that some people are going to like dress up for the movies. It's cute. I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not going to dress up. I'm going to be very comfortable, child, because I know that movie going to be like four hours long. I just need there to be a boycott to like bring back the 90 minute movie. Can Where are the 90 minute movies, guys? Where do they go? Are they a thing in the past? Is this what we left behind in the 90s? I wouldn't even mind if it's not 90 minutes, 105, 115 minutes, something, but under two hours. 90 minutes, I feel, is a perfect movie. Get in and get out, bitch. That fucking Marilyn Monroe movie, which I didn't even finish. I I, I really start. I got into like I don't know if you guys know, but there's a new Marilyn Monroe movie. Shocker. Um, <clears throat> there is a new Marilyn Monroe movie called Blonde on Netflix, and the actress is this Cuban actress, which I did not know. First off, I was mesmerized by the actress, the way she kind of invoked. Um, Marilyn and then her voice and the whispers and stuff. Oh, she ate down to the ground. I was so enamored. But then I went to go look into her. She's like Cuban and she started doing like telenovelas and shit like that. And she didn't even like learn um, fucking English until like 10 years ago or some shit like that, which is wild. That is really fucking wild. I really do commend the girls who are not native English speakers. English is not their first language. And then they come in to these genres that are dominated by English speaking people in America and fucking slay the game. I'm it's so inspiring and it's so like I don't know how to put it. Like there's something about there is just something to say about people who are not born in the United States. Well, you know, not born in the the United States are either move here or English is not their first language. And somehow against all will, they'd be like, no, I'm still going to find a way to do it. And these bitches be knowing like three, four different languages, bitch, 50, 11 languages. Meanwhile, the girls over here, we could barely speak one. I mean, it's just so inspiring when I hear these stories. I'm like, wow. I mean, I'm not saying like she was some poor ass bitch who grew up in the fucking slums, you know, but you know, some people grew up, you know, wealthy and shit like that. But that's not to say, like, that's still an amazing feat. I don't know this about this girl. But to learn English recently and then to be cast as an American icon. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like you were getting cast as, like, some regular bitch who speaks English. You got cast to be Marilyn Monroe, which is, you're going to be dissected for every movement every nuance the way you move your hair and then the way you you speak just like her that is just it blows my mind so i don't know that girl's name i think her name is arna bitch i don't know i whatever but kudos to that bitch because she ate the fuck up at that role however um i started watching because you know the trailer looked good it looked like damn this bitch is really serving Marilyn. But I really wasn't interested because it's like, girl, I don't really need another Marilyn movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are some things that we need to let these bitches just die and just run off in the sunset and let them just rest, bitch. I don't need no more Marilyn Monroe movie. I don't need no more Selena Quintanilla movie, bitch. Or nothing Selena Quintanilla. Honestly, nothing Selena Quintanilla anymore. No, just nothing. Nothing. No more, no more, no more. Please, please. Nothing else. They just dropped a new Selena album like a month ago. 
I'm like, oh my God, Lord. It's like every time I turn around, there's some more Selena shit coming out. I don't need no more damn Selena shit. I don't need no Princess Diana shit. Like, let them bitches just ride off into the sunset and just rest in peace, bitch. We love their legendary contributions to society, to music, to, I don't know, you know, to philanthropy. Let them bitches just, and film, let them just be there, bitch. We don't need no more. We don't need, like, at this point, it's like, what else can you say? Like, there's nothing really... No other aspects. We know how the story ends. You know what I'm saying? Unless there's like some new evidence or something more sickening that you're going to be able to like unveil. Girl, cool. I would love to hear it. We all would. There is an audience for it. But girl, to tell the same story over and over and over and over and over again. Like, bitch, the only thing we got left for the Selena, Selena world is to bring that bitch to Broadway. And I'll play a role, bitch. I'm not gonna front as much as I'm on this motherfucking mic saying a lot of shit. I wouldn't mind being on the, on there, bitch. I would. Y'all are, but y'all already know my little. Um, maybe you guys don't know my um, my history of I auditioned for the role of AB for the series. Anyways, I'm not gonna get down that. But enough of that. So needless to say, I really wasn't really excited to see this Marilyn thing, but I started watching the first 20 minutes and it's just too avant-garde bitch it's a little too left for me it's a little too like it's not like i just like a traditional good biopic you know what i'm saying is it called biopic or biopic biopic bitch a good old biopic just like very a good narrative something very linear something from beginning middle and end i don't need you know i don't need all this other shit like i watched spencer the lady diana one with what's that girl's name isn't she from twilight i don't know one of them white bitches i get her and the other white girl confused anyways so i watched that and it was like it was good don't get me wrong it was good but it was like very avant-garde and it, it was kind of like a Stanley Kubrick type horror film which technically it makes sense because they kind of painted the institution and the royal family as like this like demonic force almost if that makes sense like and it, so it the way and the music and the score it was kind of like a very stanley kubrick very kind of scary film but not as it wasn't a scary film if that makes sense you know so but it was like that commentary on turning um and making it seem like the monarchy and just the institution in general were kind of like these very like negative forces if that makes sense which you know i love i love when a movie does get a little deep you know what i'm saying and it's and it's subtle i love that but girl sometimes the girls be getting too deep and it's obvious and i just felt like the maryland thing was a little too obvious like there was like all the metaphors all like the fucking imagery was painted out for you like it was just very blatant which is like I think when you do that, you kind of insult the audience in thinking that, like, they're not smart enough to catch some of these things. Which, you know what, girl? Honestly, at this point, they probably aren't. But, <laughs> um, 
It was, it, it, and then, you know, it was kind of just, it was very violent, um, the movie, and very graphic, which, you know, and what I took away from it was it was kind of like um, how the media, not the media, but like the industry in general kind of used and abused Marilyn, and they still use and abuse women in entertainment and film and music and you know, but needless to say, it just seemed very forceful and just, it was just too all over the goddamn place. So after about 20 minutes, I turned it off. Not to say it wouldn't be a great film, but, or I would have enjoyed it, but it's just, it's too much, too much shit was going on, bitch. It was just too, like, all over the goddamn place. Girl, I was like, this is, this is, this, I see why it took 10 years to get this film made and funded. Because this is a mess. Um, but you want to know what's not a mess? House of the motherfucking dragon. That's what's not a mess. That's honestly probably the most perfect fucking television show out right the fuck now. And I wish a bitch would say otherwise. Game of Thrones was already lit until like, you know, the final season. But, you know, girl, boo, we ain't going to get down there. But Game of Thrones is already one of the most perfect television shows of all time. However, I didn't think they could do it, but bitch. They really are turning out House of the Dragon, honey. They are turning the party the motherfuck out. It's so good. It's so good. Oh. <coughs> it's really divine. Like, if you're not really familiar with Game of Thrones, I don't think you necessarily have to watch Game of Thrones to watch House of the Dragon because it's technically a prequel I mean, not technically, it is a prequel to um, Game of Thrones, but I don't think you need to. I mean, it would always help, clearly, but you don't really need to. Bitch, it is so good. This The last few episodes have been really turning the motherfucking party out. Ugh, this especially this last week. Oh, my God. Spoiler alert. So, the opening scene, it's... Um, it's the funeral, right? And so what's so brilliant about this television show is during Game of Thrones, the only time all the houses got together in one scene was for like wars or like a battle or some shit was about to pop off, right? And the fact that this is such a long scene and every house is there and there's no violence, but yet there is, it's like a storm, like a, a war is a brewing, bitch. Like, shit is about to hit the fucking fan. And that is so fucking brilliant. Like, and it's smart. And it's subtle. Bitch, these writers be doing it. I don't know how much them writers be getting paid, but give them all the motherfucking money, bitch. And make sure that check get cleared ASAP. Actually, don't even cut them a fucking check in 30-day, um, 30-day, um, whatchamacallit, bitch. Cut the check. Just give, cash app these motherfuckers. Wire them the goddamn money, bitch. Zell them. Give them the money ASAP. Mm, mm, mm. They are really turning the party out. And you know who's not turning the party out? <laughs> the Sex and the City girls. They better fucking bring... I'm going to say this one more time, and I'm never going to say it again. If they don't fucking cut Samantha Jones, Kim Cattrall, a motherfucking big-ass check to bring her ass on this fucking show... For the second season, 
the director and writer was talking about like, oh, he kind of hinted earlier on this year, like she's there in the works to kind of get her back. So we don't know if that's true or not, but <clears throat> get Samantha back on the goddamn show and and pay her whatever the fuck she want. And Sarah, Jessica, shut the fuck up. I don't know what the fuck you doing, but see, but see, listen, Sarah, it's everybody can't be wrong. You've seen, I feel like you the common denominator, bitch. And whatever the fuck is going on, you are a dumb, dumb, dizzy bitch. And let me tell you why. You, okay, I should not really eat her up. I really shouldn't be doing this on the damn podcast. But let me just say this. You are an okay actress at best. Okay? You're not a great film star. You're not a great TV star. You're not really great or anything. You're very mid-level. You're very midi. You're very mid. And I love it. And I love it, Sarah. I love it, love it, love it, love it. Your best contribution to TV and film is literally Sex and the City. And you was mid in that too. It's really no shade. It's none. But girl, get your fucking bag. Get the fucking bag. You know what I'm saying? You know what I don't understand? Like, if your main, not your main source of income, but if like the thing that is really solidifying you as a star is let's say one particular project. Do whatever it takes to make that project the best. If that means shutting your your mouth the fuck up, zipping your mouth, not being a diva, whatever the fuck it is, to get fucking Kim Cattrall's ass back on set, then fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could see if you were, <clears throat> if you had, like, if everything you did was, like, you know, popping like every and i'm not trying to take nothing away from sarah jessica parker i'm not because her wine is divine bitch that fucking um i think she has a uh a sauvignon blanc no it's a white wine whatever the fuck it is that shit is it's honestly the best white wine i've ever had in my life and it's not available in the new york state and it really pisses me off but it is divine anyways back to me roasting her the thing is just make it great. Do whatever you got to do to get fucking Kim Cattrall back on. We want it. The fans want it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't, we, like, how can I put it? It's, it's not the same without Kim. And it's like, for you to think like, oh, the girls are still going to come for me. So they're they're going to, they're going to tune in for me. Yeah, we're definitely going to tune in for the first season because, duh, it's, like, nostalgic and we're excited to see, you know, a, a revamp of something we loved on television. But, girl, it it's not enough. We still need Kim back. So y'all need to figure it out, HBO. And then you know what? It's like, how do you take such a classic, amazing television show and then do a spinoff and it'd be late? Y'all need to take a fucking... Uh, page from House of the Dragon where they spent damn near I think $20 million on the pilot for House of the Dragon and the HBO people looked at it and was like mm, not good enough trash it start again how do you throw away $20 million when you're dedicated to your craft how about that so somebody on the along the lines it should have been like um like you know it's just so wild that like nobody was like in none of these meetings talking about hold on hold on hold on did we did we try to give Kim enough money? Was the, was money the issue or what was the issue? Oh, she her relationship with Sarah. Okay, so 
Bring Sarah in my office. We got to talk. <laughs> I mean, uh, is it that difficult? Because if money's not, if it's if it's not money that's going to bring her back, if it's the relationship, somebody need to bring Sarah into the office and be like, Sarah, sit your ass down. Come on, sit down and talk. Figure it out. Make it work. You got a week. Otherwise, all this shit is being turned off. All this shit is going to be unplugged and canceled and trashed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bring fucking Kim, bring Kim back. Okay? And I don't want to fucking get on this mic and say it again. <sighs> Moving right along. Now, I was going to talk about Kanye West, but honestly, I just really don't care. Um, he sported a, and he made all the models wear a White Lives Matter t- um, t-shirt. And he was basically like, he said on his Instagram story, like, Black Lives Matter was a scam. And zara. And honestly, I just don't have the energy to even dig into that. I just don't. I don't really care. Um it's asinine and i mean i could i can't even at this point it's like what's enough to get him into a conservatorship what how do we how do we get him in is there a fucking um a pledge fund like is there like a a a, a ballot or something we got to write what is all those things little um petition is there a petition we got to do to get somebody to put him in a conservatorship what is it going to take what is it going to take? Because stuff like this is so harmful. And I'm, I re- listen, I really don't want to get into it. I don't. But, like, stuff like this is so harmful because it's not just... First off, he's doing this only for attention. You know what I'm saying? He's doing it only because he just wants the attention and he knows he'll get it. But the thing is, the ramifications are big. When your main, because black folks don't be listening to Kanye no more. I just want y'all to know that right now. Ain't nobody listening to Kanye like that no more. Oh, Kanye, cool. When he started doing some of this weird shit, it was like, uh. He tried to snatch the girls with the gospel shit, but the only people who really clicked on to the gospel shit was the white, white boys. So the only people who really fucking with Kanye hard body anymore is them white men. So... If you over here putting all this White Lives Matter bullshit, it's like, I really don't want to get into this and I really don't want to discuss it. Ugh. Like, it's not some fashion statement. It's not like this take on Make America Great Again. You know, it's ethos. You know, like, it's... It's... It gives them permission to continue their bullshit. You know what I'm saying? If you, this rich black man who they look up to and damn near idolize, and it's very cultish at this point, very cultish. And he's like, oh yeah, Black Lives Matter was a scam. Yeah, I just, listen, I really don't want to get into it. I really don't because it's just going to really upset me. Um because he thinks it's a joke or you probably think he's just doing it for attention. And it's like, this is a little bit more serious than what you, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't just do something like that and then not expect 
major ramifications to come down the pipeline. So, um, he's a loser and it's really sad because I really did admire this man for so long, but, um, you know, girl, mental illness, child, somebody, he got to go into the, the, the loony bin, bitch. How do we lock him up, bitch? And the thing about it is he be like, he, like, him and Chloe going back and forth. But and then he's also like, you know, when I couldn't see my kids, I was, he was like, oh, the White Lives Matter shirt, y'all over here out um, outraged about that, but I couldn't see my kids and I was putting it online and y'all didn't have nothing to say about me, a black man, asking for help. And it's like, stop pulling the black man card because you've been doing white people shit for a very long time, girl. A very long time. And there's, if you want to do white people shit, cool. Do white people shit. But like, you got to live with that white people shit for a little bit long until you realize you still a nigga. (laughs) It's so crazy when it's like, I really don't want to go down this because I'm trying not to fucking talk about these topics because they really upset me. But it's like, it's so crazy when the girls be really trying to align themselves with whiteness, which is, I mean, nothing wrong with it, I guess. But it's like, you have to really understand, like, they still view you as a nigga. You know what I'm saying? They're not viewing you as their equal. They're not, you know what I'm saying? I know right now he's rolling in his motherfucking, um, his motherfucking cool bitch. The fact that, what's her name? Bella Hadid or some shit. One of them white models or whatever, rich and white. And all the rich white people are over here really um, defending the journalist that he slandered. Even Vogue. Even Anna Winter was like, ask somebody else. He's gagging. Bella Hadid called him a fucking bully bitch. Work. I love it. I love it. But, um... I don't really have anything else to say about that, man. I just hope that, um, you know, I can't imagine like that being your father, you know, and possibly seeing that or being subjected to it. Like, it's just really sad. It's already, I feel like it's also sad because I can't, and girl, you know, I don't want to get on this damn mic and defend this woman, but I actually like her. It's, Actually, you know, I do kind of like Kim, but it's also like I feel bad for Kim because it's like that's your baby father and he's wiling out. Like, how do you explain that to your kids? You know, like it's just it's really sad, but y'all know how I feel about that situation because it's like Kim, girl, I really do feel like Kim bit off more than she could chew, and now she's low-key gagging a little bit. Like, she's in a better place. Like, she can do her own shit, but at the same time, it's like, I'm sure she's gagging a little because she wanted the cool rapper husband and the little biracial kids, and she wanted to be entered in the elite's areas of fashion and commerce, you know? I'm sure that's what she wanted. She got it. But now she's probably gagging like, damn, I really, this thing is a little crazy, you know? But see, when people are so thirsty and want something so bad, they really ignore the red flags. And them red flags been there. This ain't new. Kim been new. Her man is crazy. She just wanted, you know, to reap the benefits. No shade. 
she probably clearly, like I said, she probably clearly loved him and fell in love with him. But there was also the perk of this man is going to get me into all those doors because no matter how successful your reality TV show is, no matter how whatever, 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 those doors were never allowed. Like you were never going to be able to get into them ever. You'll never be able to get into those doors. And Kanye helped facilitate it. As simple as that. I mean, I'm not pulling this out of my ass. It's a cold, hard fact. And there's nothing wrong with her doing that. Shit, if you can fall in love with a man and if you had a couple choices of two people you were in love with, a man who um, is just a normal man or a Kanye West who's a little crazy and can put you in and open up doors and help you on your 10-year, 20-year path, you know, your goals, you'd be dumb not to choose Kanye. Honestly, I would tell you that to your face. I'm like, bitch, you're a dumb bitch for not choosing the right motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to have, like, okay, this is doing too much. But, like, if you're going to fucking nigga and have babies, at least get something great out of it. You know what I'm saying? But I do know she's kind of low-key gagging. I'm sure she's probably like, bitch, I really paid the price because this is wild and crazy. But that ain't none of my motherfucking business, child. I'm doing good. And living my life like it's golden over here. Um, but um, <laughs> I also just wanted to reiterate, reiterate the fact that I really love the fact that you guys are calling this upcoming skin, I mean, intimate brightening pads, the Coochie Clorox. I just really, I love that so much. It's so bad and so problematic, but it's, I love it so much. Um <clears throat> So I do want to talk about my new single called Someone Else, which comes out tomorrow, available on all platforms. Um, it's going to be in English, but there's all it's a good portion of it's also in Spanish, too. But it's really like 80% English. And um, I was telling people on live yet last night that this is the first song I wrote all by myself in like six years. And most of my most of my songs, I will say, like, I write about 60 to 70% of my songs all by myself. But um, the last six years or so, I've really implemented other songwriters to come into the sessions and add their own um, shit to the songs. Sometimes I'll, I won't want to add it. Sometimes I like what I write, wrote better. Um, but I also do that for a multitude of reasons because I think as a creative, it is very important to... Invite other people within reason, not just anybody, but just within reason to grow as an artist. And I think that's not just being a musician. That's also being anything. Sometimes we get into our minds of like, oh, bitch, I got this all by myself. I'm good at this. I got this. I don't need nobody's help. Sometimes it's nice to let in new talent or new people come in after you've been doing something for 10 plus years to be like, oh, girl, this is how I would do it. And you're like, you just learn, you know, it's a growing, evolving moment, you know, so boom. So... I would do that, and in the process, I think I forgot, or I don't, I didn't forget, but I think I lost a little bit of my confidence as a songwriter because I was like, oh, I don't have all the answers, Sway. Like, I don't have, maybe I'll, I'll trust these guys more. And plus, my writing abilities in Spanish weren't up to par. Like, you know, like I wrote like proper. Spanish, if that makes sense. Like, I, I learned Spanish through school. I went to a Spanish immersion program from the age of five all the way to the age of 14, which I still studied until the age of 17. But 
really the immersion program ended in, when I was 14. So I learned like proper, you know, Spanish. I didn't learn like Spanish from hanging out, you know, in the streets, bitch. So that's a problem when writing songs in Spanish because you don't write the way, you know, you, you're not writing proper you know, you have to have like a little swag to it. So that's why I would have songwriters come in. They'd be like, oh, that's a great idea. But this is how we would say it in El Calle, like in the street. Like this is how you kind of word it this way, or, you know, so you don't sound like a fucking herb. So needless to say, so I kind of wasn't confident in those ar arenas. And I would just kind of trust people over and over and over again with my songwriting. And I remember MNEK, he ended up tweeting something like how... He said, in a roundabout way, he said, what got me in this game was my songwriting. And I was writing by myself and producing by myself. And in the interim, I kind of had all these other songwriters help me with things, and I lost my confidence. He said, and tonight was the night I finally wrote again a song 100% by myself. And it reaffirmed me that, like, this is what I know how to do. Does that make sense? So I remember him saying that. And then it wasn't until like maybe a few months later, I sat and I wrote this song by myself and I kept itching. I was like, no, maybe I, I should have someone else come in and help me write it. And then I was like, no, it's good. And it's done. And I like it. And I'm proud of it. So needless to say, this new single is um, not to make a big stink of me writing a song by myself, but it means a lot to me because I haven't, I think I lost my confidence as a songwriter. And so <clears throat> writing this song once again by myself and just to kind of see the writing credit and it's just one name, it's kind of cool. You know, I, 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 I'm back to that because for so long, whenever you looked at my songs, if you looked at the writing credits, it would just say my name. And it wasn't until as of recently where I started having, like, multiple people's names on the, so the songwriting credit. So it's nice to see, like, when you look at the writing credit on this song, it just says my name. And you look at the production credit, it says my name and my other producer, and that's it. So needless to say, I'm really proud of this song. Um, <clears throat> it is about... Um, it's really about kind of coming to to terms with, like, not really being happy. <laughs> um, and it's about, like, this fear of, like, I don't know if you guys have ever... <clears throat> Jesus fucking Christ! Um, this cough is still kind of slowly lingering. Um, what was I going to say? Yes. So there's like this line at the end of the song where it's, I mean, in the hook where I'm like, um, I just got to get through the end of the night. Like, I got to get through the night. I just got to get through the night. And sometimes like I feel throughout the day, we're not really conscious of our feelings. We're not really in tune with who we are sometimes because we're working, we're running errands, we're doing things, we're seeing friends, we're seeing family, you know, daycare this and this and that, whatever, whatever, whatever. We're just on go. And it's not until the very end of the night to where, like, you kind of calm down a little bit. And then you're just alone with your own thoughts. And sometimes being alone with your own thoughts can be so scary and um, almost slightly debilitating. And so you kind of, like, the line is, like, you know, I just got to get through tonight. Like, I just got to get 
over this hump. Um, and it's about like, you know, falling in love with someone and realizing that that person never really did love you. And it's about like, um, really blaming yourself, not really blaming them for the bad, but like really blaming yourself. It's not a really uplifting song. So if you're looking for like uplifting, like inspirational music, this is in it. But um, like the opening line is um, always knew we'd fall apart, trust in my stupid, silly heart. And it's like, you know, you knew, like, you know, when you know something's bad, you see all the red flags and all that other shit, but you ignore it. And then so when it does fall apart, you're really, it hurts even more because then you feel really stupid. You feel really dumb because you're just like, I could have avoided this. And then you're like, I can't blame anybody else but myself. So needless to say, um, I also worked on this a year ago, kind of on accident. I was recording some other songs while I was in New York last October and I was in the shower getting ready to go to the studio and this melody came up. I wrote it down and then we, instead of working on the other songs, we started working on this and it kind of evolved. Eventually I put a mariachi band from Mexico. I put them on this song. So it's like a dance, a pop dance song, but it's like a mariachi is on it too, which sounds really trash like it in theory it sounds like trash like to have those two elements you know but i think it's done nicely and it kind of reminds me of when um shakira did it for on her album donde están los what it yeah donde están los ladrones that's like that opening song like yeah, nah, nah. like it's just a, I don't know. I think she did it well. And I think, and cause she did basically a dance track with a mariachi. So anyways, um, I hope you guys listen to it. Um, there are remixes coming out. So <clears throat> I would really appreciate it if you guys supported the lead single, the main single, because there's not going to be much of a promotional push, really, until the remixes come out. Just because it is going to be hard to pitch this song because it's not in Spanish and it's not in English fully, but it's not a dance pop track. It's also, there's mighty, it's so many variables to where it's kind of really a hard song to pitch, but I'm really proud of it. So there won't be much of a promotion with that. It would just be like, the remixes because the remixes would be like all right we can pitch this to the house chart i mean the house playlist we could pitch this remix to the um to the um the the deep house ones and the dance remixes and stuff like that so this is a little bit of a hard song to pitch so we're not going to really do much so but it would still be nice if you guys support it though you know um so yes that comes out tomorrow and if you're listening to this on a friday today whatever you listen to bitch october 7th and it is called um someone else so please go listen to it and move right along a smooth operator i'm a smooth operator a smooth operator i'm a smooth operator all right so um in lieu of what is it? Listener letters. I'm going to also just spend this time to say that this 
no next bitch on monday i believe it's monday actually i don't even know when i'm performing (laughs) and no i think it's monday it's monday i'm performing in puerto rico um in san juan and yeah i'm i i'm kind of now excited about it you know me and when it comes to performances it's kind of like Never really a major excitement for me. I know this seems so horrible for me to say. Because it's like, why why tell someone you're not excited for something? Because automatically they won't even be excited for it, if that makes sense. But it's not like I'm not excited for perform. I like it. It's just, as y'all know, even the Miami debacles, performing as an independent artist, is ne- it's not seamless it's not always easy and it's always a lot of bullshit y'all know this so i just try to avoid it at all cost but needless to say i've been working with these people for the last few months on this uh, performance and i'm really impressed you know my expectations are still low <laughs> my expectations are really fucking low if the, bitch my expect- expectations are still in hell but so far, like I was talking to Ashley, and she was like, they're really organized. I was like, I know. And I was talking to Serena about this. I said, this is kind of wild. Um, which is so, which is so fucking telling the fact that like somebody could just be organized and do their fucking job. And me, I'm just like, wow, this is so cool. Wow, somebody doing their job, you know? But it's very telling because as all musicians, but especially independent artists, you just deal with some people who don't have no experience. You just deal with some bullshit. Like, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just bullshit on top of bullshit, you know? So, so far, working with them has been a pleasure. It's been great. They've been efficient. I, bitch, I have barely had to do anything myself. You know, they organize all the travel, the pickups, the hotel pickups, the driver, security, um, rehearsal schedule times, tech specs, um, sound sound checks. They've really kind of organized everything. And again, this is not like out of the ordinary. Like these are like very, very minimal things. But the fact that they've done it so seamlessly, COVID testing, um, just it's really a pleasure. So I'm going on Saturday with Ashley to um, Puerto Rico. The performance is on um, Monday. And yeah, we come back Tuesday night. And I'm really excited to kind of spend some time with her, um, get out of New York because it's a little cold right now and it's rainy, and be around some sun and perform. The only funny thing is, the only not hiccup, but... So they wanted, so unbeknownst to me, and clearly unbeknownst to others, but they wanted me to perform a particular song. And so literally yesterday, they're like, oh, production got back. And, you know, they they heard the track. And I'm performing Costumbres, which is a slow um, bolero that's written by Juan Gabriel, famously performed by Rocio Durcal, which I covered a couple years ago. And I was like, well, I'm going to perform that song. The reason why I'm performing that song is because, one, I don't have dancers. And I'm getting paid to perform one song. You know what I'm saying? So 
it's not like a concert. It's just me performing one song at this event. And if I don't have dancers, I'm just going to do a ballad, right? Doesn't that make sense? But they wanted me to do an upbeat reggaeton song, which I didn't know. I mean, had they had they explained that to me earlier, had they just explained it to me, period, I would have like tried to make it work. But in order to make something like that work, I need dancers. I need background visuals. I need costumes for my dancers. I need a costume for me so that I could wear that kind of correlates with the dancers. I need production, you know? And I would have accommodated that had I known, but I didn't. And they did apologize. They're like, you know what? That is our mistake. We totally dropped the ball. We didn't even let you know, girl. But they're like, is it possible you could still perform it? I said, absolutely not. Like, I can't, like, I can't perform that. You know, like, it's, I'm not going to perform an upbeat song um, by myself. You know what I'm saying? And the reason behind it is not because I'm a diva, not because it's, oh, because you probably don't got stage presence. You probably can't work. It's none of that. It's literally because as an independent artist, you... Uh, and it, independent artists, small business, whatever, whatever, whatever. As someone on this scale, you're always going to be compared to a major label artist. You didn't sign up for it. I didn't sign up for it. But that's part of the game, baby. You're going to always be compared to big budget major label artists. You're going to be compared to areas where you cannot even fucking compete. It's not fair, but that's just the name of the game, baby. So it would do me disservice to stand on a stage and do an upbeat song and no production because then it gives open mic. You know what I'm saying? It gives amateur hour. It gives like cringe, like secondhand embarrassment. You know what I'm saying? And I like thank God I'm at a position in my life where I can just don't I don't have to do none of those things anymore. Um, but as a musician, you have to in an independent artist, um, in any artist in entertainment, you have to work to protect your image. And this is something I tell people all the fucking time: you have to work to protect that. Because you don't have job security. You don't have a 401k plan. You don't have a retirement plan. You don't have a union behind you. You don't have none of that shit. All you have is your art and your image. And you have to protect that by all means. So if that means not getting on stage and with a mic and doing like looking goofy, doing an upbeat song and telling the crowd to clap their hands or some weird shit, then don't do it. So... Thus, I would rather do a slow song because he, they, production like gently kind of <laughs> leaned into this and let me know. They were like, basically, they would rather have upbeat music. They don't want a slow song. They don't want a ballad, which understandable, you know, ballads really um, kind of slow down the, the show. They do. They're not really always that fun to watch. They're not. Um, unless it is, I feel, the only time people could be could possibly pique their interest is if it is um, like a cover song or like a song they know already. 
or a nice variation of a cover song, which is why I'm picking Costumbres. But I would rather do a perfect ballad and do it perfectly and seamlessly like a star on stage than to do something mediocre and be upbeat. You know what I'm saying? Those, those are my two options. Do something perfectly and seamless and be a star and a professional or look like a clown and doing something upbeat just because it's an upbeat song, you know? So those are like decisions as like a musician you're always faced with. Um, and I don't know why people don't really pay attention to those things. But, girl, listen, if any other musicians are out there, it, it, it is so important to protect your image and make sure that though it all works um, because that's kind of all you have, girl. And you have to, like, take what everybody else is what like, with a grain of salt. Like, you cannot believe anything that anyone else is saying. For instance, they're like, oh, well, our production's great. Or like, oh, you're gonna, it's going to look great. Uh, we have the visuals. We can do like an LED background. We could do this. Don't believe any of it. Trust your instinct. You're the artist. You're in control. That's all. Like, you're the artist. You're in control. And what's the worst that can happen? You just don't do it, you know? And those are, those are, des those are hard decisions you have to make. But I think the same thing goes for anything you do that you're really passionate about is you have to believe in your art. You have to believe in what you're doing. And within reason, don't be fucking delusional, you know, because there's a lot of girls and I'm not getting down this road. But there are a lot of girls who are really fucking delusional in the entertainment industry, especially music. And I think it festers even worse in music. The girls are very delusional in music. So within reason... You know, like, don't be a diva for no reason, but you just have to, like, be like, yeah, I can't do this. It doesn't make any sense. You know your art. You know what you need. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know the song. You know all those aspects, and you have to trust yourself and not let other people who have no background in music, no background in production or any sort of musicality, and not to shade them because that's not their job. But if they have no experience to it, you are the professional. You're the one with the expertise. You know what you're doing. Trust yourself, not other people who have no experience in doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't say that to, like, drag on anybody. But, you know, I like to get on here and share my experiences. But needless to say, I am now excited to go. Um, I can't wait. Um, I need to figure out if we're able, I don't think we're allowed to videotape this or something. I don't know what the issue is, but <laughs> I got to figure this out because I would love to share some of the clips or I don't know. I need to figure something out so I can share it with you guys because I am really excited to finally perform Costumbres. It is one of my favorite songs I've ever done. It is probably one of my proudest moments in music because, um, just to do such a classic and to take it and then do it my own way, but not far off from the original production and to pay homage to a, an amazing songwriter like Juan Gabriel and a vocalist like Rocio Durcal. That is one of my favorite songs I've ever done. And it's just such a pleasure to see that like people are still enjoying that cover song. 
Um, and it's not, it didn't pop off instantly. It's just like a, a slow burn. Like people are really, like even still now discovering it. Remezcla, even the editors over there were like, the fact that he, that me, I did, he did that is impeccable. So I'm really, girl, I hope these vocals hold up though, child, because this, this cough, I took me a fucking Z-Pack over the weekend and I've been chugging some Mucinex. I'm stopping the Mucinex tomorrow so it doesn't dry out all my vocal cords, but so far, everything's getting better. I can, my voice is getting a little bit better, but a large, I hope the little tropical um, weather down there helps me out. Because this gloomy, cold weather here in New York City is trash. I don't know how the girls on Broadway do it. I really don't. But, um, yes, moving right along. All right, so I think that's basically my final thought is to trust yourself. And, you know, me mentioning how, like, I was really my confidence in songwriting kind of dwindled and I had to really be like, no bitch, like this is what got me here. Like this is what I'm actually good at. Um, and then even getting ready to perform, be like, no, this is what I need to do. I need to trust my decisions. So I think sometimes it's, it's just all natural, whatever sector <clears throat> you're working in, you're always going to be challenged and feel like, you know, there's probably a new person coming up or, you know what I'm saying? So it's always, if you've been doing something for a while, trust it. Trust your decisions. Trust in yourself. And like I always say every week, like it's, you'll never lose if you bet on yourself. You never will. So, you know, I think that's basically my final thought. And I just pretty much explained it in the last couple segments. But, um... Yeah, I'm moving right along. No, wait, no, it's not moving right along. This is the final thoughts. What am I talking about? Oh, my God. Um, I think I'm going to try to go to Brazil next month. I'm trying to go with my homegirl. Hopefully, we'll be able to make it. Um, I'm starting these acting classes in, like, two weeks. And I have to miss one of the acting classes if I go to Brazil. And I don't, like, you know what I don't like is... So when you, whenever, like if I'm doing something, like I always try to be very respectful regardless of whatever I'm doing um, and try to humble myself as much as I possibly can. But when it comes to like new areas or arenas, especially like acting, I try to not be the diva. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I can't go. I'm traveling like during the winter months. Like, oh, I can't, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be that girl. So I'm trying to be like, just show up and be on time to all my acting classes with my acting coach. So I will have to probably, which is a hard decision I had to make last night. I'm like, ah, I'm going to have to miss one of the classes. So, but yeah, I'm excited. I want to go to Brazil. And then after Brazil for like a week, I think I'm going to go to Mexico City, finish up some of my tattoos. And then I was thinking about going to San Diego, but I think I'm going to come right back home. I don't think I'm going to spend um, Thanksgiving in the West Coast. I don't really feel like I want to do it. I think I'm going to just stay the fuck here, work, do what the fuck I need to do, because, bitch, I do need to work, because holiday season's around the corner, and I have these holiday sets, bitch. Um, so I got to do that, but then I'll go to San Diego for, like, Christmas. But, yeah, I'm really excited for Brazil, but, however, I don't speak Portuguese, so I'm a little nervous about that. You know, 
And I hear that the girls in Brazil barely speak English, which is really wild and very, like, privileged of me to say, because pretty much anywhere in the world you go to, at least most people speak English. Like, that's, like, a pretty common language. Um, So... I don't speak then. I mean, if it was Spanish, I could deal with it. But Portuguese, bitch, I don't know how to speak that shit. All right. So I could speak Italian better than I can Portuguese, which is wild. But I like the girls feel like Portuguese is so close to Spanish. And I disagree. I feel Italian is more close to Spanish than Portuguese. I mean, it's all in the same region anyways. So they're all kind of like dipping and diving in each other. But um. And I don't want to go to Brazil alone because I'm not trying to be like a scaredy cat, but something about not knowing a language. And but then at the same time, girl, I'm not going to be doing a weird shit. I'm not going to be in the what do they call the favelas or nothing. I'm not trying to go. You know what? Girls be traveling and they be like, oh, I want to like travel like a local. I want to eat where the locals is. I don't. I don't. I do not want to. Not for me. I don't want to do it. Love that for you. That's fabulous for you. I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. I just, I have not just for safety reasons. It's because I have no desire. I don't. I want to do touristy things, bitch. I do. Unless like I could go back and like, there has been times like I don't do super touristy things, but like, I don't need to go to the hood and eat, bitch. I don't, I don't want to go to the hood and eat. I don't. I'd rather go to a nice restaurant. I'm on vacation. You know what I'm saying? I want to eat at nice places. If I want to eat in the hood, I can eat right here. I can walk out my door right now. I live in the hood and I can just eat right here, bitch. You know, and it'd be good. But still, give me a little fucking chopped cheese, bitch, and I'm happy. But I don't need to eat in the hood in the favelas in fucking Brazil, bitch. No. So the motherfuckers can get me, bitch? No, thanks. Not going to happen. Great idea, wrong girl. You know, and I'm not doing no Airbnbs. I know the girls love Airbnb. I don't do those. I just don't do them. Don't do them. Not good, not healthy. It's just not something for me. It's not something for me in the United States, but it's definitely not something for me in the United outside of the United States. Because one thing I don't want to do is live anywhere or be anywhere in a a home setting with fluorescent lighting. I just don't. It doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel really bad. That's how powerful lighting really is. I want nice, soft lighting in a home. Preferably with a dimmer. But bright, fluorescent lighting. And it's really not to shade the girls in Latin America, but... Baby, them Latin American homes love some tile on the floor. And they love fluorescent lighting. It's no shade, but they love that shit. And it does not seem cozy and quaint to me. So, nonetheless, I will be in a hotel. I do not do Airbnbs. I'll be in. So, I think I'll be fine. I could travel to Brazil alone. Honestly, I ain't afraid of nothing, really. But, you know, I ain't going to be doing no. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just don't be out there like that. I want to be comfortable when I'm away from my home. You know? I never leave to go out of the country and be like, I'm going to rough it out. That doesn't seem glamorous. Like, it doesn't seem comfortable. I want to rough it out. No, I don't want to rough it out. And if I have to rough it out, chances are I shouldn't be leaving my house. You know, if I can't afford to live comfortably outside of the country, I'm not going. I just won't. Just not going to do it. 
So, but it was, it's, I was thinking about going to Brazil, but I was also really wanting to go to Tahiti, but I was, all, my cousin also mentioned yesterday, Bali. The only thing about Bali I don't really want to do is because I don't really want to do a 20 hour flight, you know, not that I can't handle it, but it's just, I don't really want to go. I don't want to, I just don't want to do it. I think the flight to Brazil is only nine hours, you know, and Unless it's going to be, like, a long trip, like, a trip where I'm gone for, like, a month. All right, cool. But if it's just, like, a week and a half, girl, I'm not trying to spend 20 hours flying, not including connections and getting to the airport. Girl, I ain't trying to do all that. So, I think Brazil it is. I'm just waiting on my homegirl to hit me up and for us to finalize the dates. But um, if y'all been to Brazil, let me know if you liked it and stuff like that. <clears throat> Again... I, even though I didn't do listener letters this week, you can send in your comments, concerns, grievances, and questions to ask at the Solomon Ray Podcast.com. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? The skin brightening face cream and eye cream are available on SolRayBeauty.com. What else? What else? What else? What else? I'll probably be dropping like a promo for that soon, like a promo code for that soon, which I've never done a promo code for Solray Beauty ever, 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 ever. So this will be the first discount code I will do. And I won't be doing many because as a rule of thumb, cosmetics do not go on sale. Um, But that's just like an industry standard, which people are not really abiding by right now, but it's fine. I, I think I'm going to do like a... Uh, promo code just because there's so many things on the the website now now we have a face wash a eye a serum eye cream a face cream um the microneedling tools the serum tools so you know i think i'm gonna do like a little discount thing for that and aside from that that's really about it so take care of yourself and each other bye